Springfield Talk 1041. Hello, everybody on it. Hey. Oh, here's my weather. Thought I didn't have weather for a minute. Very, very frightening set of circumstances. Hey, well, we're on air this morning, so that's a big improvement. Wow, over we look actually, at us. yeah, I know. Moving up in yeah, the world. Yeah, there was this like sort of weird, catastrophic set of events that occurred and it knocked all of our stations off. There's a really weird one in a trillion sort of deals that would happen, and I'm actually shocked they were able to figure out why it happened. But uh, nonetheless, we are here today. Nothing to concern yourselves with other than uh, sorry that yesterday. Um, I'm sure you just, whatever you normally would have been doing during the period of time that you had this show on, you just stopped. You got in your car, you normally listened to the show, it wasn't on, so you just pulled over and sat there until the show uh, would have been over under normal circumstances, and then you picked up the rest of your day. So uh, we apologize for that. Hopefully this show will uh, be so incredible it makes up for the lack of show yesterday. Don't jinx it. I know. I probably just did, but um, I'll make it up for you this way. Tomorrow, we have a hero's breakfast. Uh, we will be broadcasting live. Friday is upon us. Tomorrow, we will be at Scrambler's Friday Roadshow, always sponsored by Affordable Towing. And a hero's breakfast means if you're a veteran, you come out between 6A and 9A at Scrambler's tomorrow. Uh, you're going to get free breakfast. That thanks to Scrambler's, Delta Roofing, Air Services, Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electrical, and Serenity Honors. She is part of that effort now to provide free breakfast for veterans tomorrow morning at scramblers of course the i mean you know the big news is the big news is the train derailment at silver dollar city i'm going to be very interested to learn how that happened see my one of my wife's she I, a lot of us have these um what you, you might say irrational fear not an you know the sort of fear that um like my my big fear is being wrongfully imprisoned like uh, falsely accused of some sort of crime and then going to prison for it I, I, that's just the the thing that is the one thing in life and uh and while i get older a lot of times people get older and you start thinking oh i'm this much closer to death what i think is i've made it this long without being falsely accused of something so Every day that goes by, as I do get closer to death, the way I look at it is uh, I get further away from the odds, uh, you know, the odds become less and less that that's going to happen to me. That's my big deal. Uh, there, my, my wife j- trains uh, she j- and buses, like, for whatever reason, uh, she has this thought that they're going to tip over. And, I, you know, in, in my mind, trains like, Polar Express and Silver Dollar City. This is not something one needs to worry about. I'll never get her on that ever again. Um, did you see that? Did you? It, I, I I don't think we know how it's tipped over at this point. If you missed it, the the train, uh, which is called the Frisco Line. I I forget that. Uh, I just always think of it as a Silver Dollar City train. Uh, it, it tipped over somehow. Um, all but one car, maybe two cars, tipped over. Uh, be- they said that people had to break out the windows, and I, you know, generally you think of those as being open, but I suppose during the winter time when it's really cold, uh, they they must be enclosed because I saw a story reference that. Uh, I don't think I've ever ridden the train during 
the the Christmas season. I've, I've just always ridden it when it was nicer out. So I, according to one of the reports, people had to break out the windows. Uh, there were a number of people that were taken to the hospital. It doesn't sound like there were any serious injuries that occurred. Uh, one person, it sounded like, had lower back problems already, and so it was sort of a precautionary thing. Uh, so, some, you know, uh, one report said someone had their glasses kind of smashed and had cut their face up a bit. But it does sound as if there's no, no serious injuries, which, of course, is a good thing. But, you know, of course, that could be pretty horrifying. Uh, you just, you're in the train and it I, it's not like it moves real fast, and t- it's not a roller coaster or anything. So it is going to be interesting to see how it is that uh, that uh, something like that happened. They noted that it was uh, at full or near full capacity, but uh, outside of everybody being on one side, it just seems like the sort of it. Just I don't know. I'll be interested to know how it happened. Do you ever ride the train? I rode it like once, and I think I rode it during the Christmas time. Mm. So yeah. you did, so you did not get. The the train robbery experience. No, I didn't. See, that's that's the real experience is the train robbery that occurs. Mm. Well, when I was looking at photos, it looks like a lot of those passenger cars, um, like the the actual wheels are still on the tracks, and then the cars are tipped over. Someone all I I, I saw. I don't know if it was in one of the stories. Well, maybe let's see. No, this. There was a story in which someone noted that some of the wheels on the train were black and some were silverish, like they were new or something, and they thought that that was interesting. I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not, if if they recently made some replacements, perhaps, and, and that is part of the reason that this occurred, but... Uh, uh, you, you just don't think of it being top heavy. You think about all of the weight being down there uh, near the bottom. And so the center of gravity would I just always assumed would be pretty low. And again, I mean, I, I just in my mind, even if everyone was rocking back and forth trying to get it to tip, that's not something that would tip. So uh, very unusual and unexpected, I'd say. But before I even saw the report, somebody I had uh, on my Facebook feed was on it and they had video of it. And uh, and I just, in my mind, jokingly thought, I, I didn't know what it was, and I thought, well, that looks like the Silver Dollar City train. And then sure enough, it was. Uh, all right, we're going to spend two hours talking about that. I'm just kidding, we're not going to. There, coming up, we're going to get hear the news in, in just a moment. But I want to talk about this story that may just seem like another story to you. Springfield man found guilty of murdering three people in two days. Now, this is Louis... Pr- uh, Perez, 27, and it's um, <laughs> this is though it is not being labeled as one a sanctuary city story, and I think that that is very significant. I think it's also very significant that while it is hinted to some degree that the, the that uh, there's a sanctuary city component here. The local media, particularly, I've got the news leader story in front of me, they do everything in the world they can to not say Sanctuary City or Sanctuary Jail. And uh, I, I would argue that, of course, is for political biased reasons. Uh, but we can leave that up to your interpretation. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447-KSGF. Matt Moyer with the latest news update. Silver Dollar City reports six guests and one employee suffered injuries in a train derailment at the theme park Wednesday. Emergency crews say the injuries are minor to moderate. 
The incident happened Wednesday evening aboard the Frisco Silver Dollar Line steam train at the theme park. The train crash happened around 6 p.m. The train was nearly full of passengers when it crashed. On-site paramedics provided emergency care until first responders arrived. All were transported by ambulance to nearby medical facilities. One man has been arrested for a hit-and-run crash that killed a motorcyclist from Aurora. 19-year-old Derek Coburn is facing a second-degree murder charge in the death of Patrick Anderson. The crash happened in June when Coburn failed to yield and hit Anderson's motorcycle. Investigators say the vehicle that Coburn was driving was stolen out of Monette earlier that week. A Billings man who belonged to the Aryan Brotherhood was sentenced in federal court this week for methamphetamine trafficking. Jimmy Jack Pinkley was sentenced to 18 years and four months in federal prison without parole. Pinkley pled guilty to one count of possessing methamphetamine with the intent to distribute in December of 2021. He has prior felony convictions of unlawful possession of a firearm and aggravated assault. One person is dead after a bridge collapse near Kearney, Missouri. According to the Clay County Sheriff's Office, crews were working on a total bridge replacement. Several people were on the bridge pouring concrete when the collapse happened. The victim's name has not been released at this time. I'm Matt Moyer, Springfield's Talk. 1041. First alert forecast. It is going to become a cloudy day with a high of 6241. Overnight low. Sunny 64 tomorrow. Uh, Saturday, there is a 50% chance for rain and a high of 62. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Judge announced Wednesday a Springfield man is guilty of murdering three people in a two-day span of 2018. Luis Perez, 27, convicted three counts first-degree murder, two counts of assault. Green County Judge Thomas Mountjoy presided over a bench trial for Perez in June, then took the last four-plus months to consider the evidence before announcing the verdict. Uh, so the court documents say the case started when Perez kicked was kicked out of a home in the 900 block of East Locust Street. He returned to the home, opened fire on his ex-roommates, killing Stephen Marler and Aaron Joshua Hampton, injuring two others. The next day, police say that he killed Sabrina Starr, a 21-year-old woman who had purchased, or who had rather provided him with the gun that he used in the other killings. Now, the news leader's story writes, in the days after Perez was charged with the killing, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement issued a scathing news release criticizing Middlesex County, New Jersey, for not holding Perez in jail in December of 2017 when he was arrested there on suspicion of multiple felonies, including assault, aggravated assault, and child abuse. ICE said it had asked that Perez be held in jail while it started deportation proceedings against him since he is originally from Mexico and was in the country illegally. According to its website, Middlesex County has a policy of declining requests by ICE to detain some inmates if those people have not been convicted of certain serious offenses. Perez came to Springfield from New Jersey not long before the killings. And then it goes on to talk more about the the killings themselves. Now, it is, it's a positive that that component of this story is in the coverage from the news leader. The fact that U.S. Immigration and Custom Enforcement had issued this news release and so forth about Middlesex County, New Jersey. 
to me, this appears as if they, they went to great pains not to use the word sanctuary, because that's what this is. This is one of the reasons that at the time, Immigration Custom Enforcement, I would argue, actually sent out a press release regarding this because there was a lot of um, focus on sanctuary cities at the time. This is about four years ago. Uh, This would have been somewhere in the proximity. I I think it, it was maybe, I don't know if it was the court case, but still... At least some of us um, were paying attention to the case of the the gal out in California who was murdered by someone that was illegal, and he was he told police that the reason he was in that particular city was because it was a sanctuary city, and he knew that if he got arrested for anything, he did not have to worry about being deported. This is a sanctuary city situation. I believe it's deliberate that that terminology was left out of this. Because that is a there's a political component to that. Democrats as a party are supportive of sanctuary cities, while Republicans are not. And so while describing the circumstance. There is lacking the explanation that that's what a sanctuary city does. That is what happens in a sanctuary city or a sanctuary state or in a jurisdiction that that declares itself to be sanctuary. This is very important to understand because most people, I should not say, I, I think it's most people, when they hear sanctuary city status, they don't understand what it is. And and you may be that way as well because, and this is an example of it, the media essentially covers what or uh, covers up for what a sanctuary city is. What they want you to believe is that when you hear sanctuary city or sanctuary county, that simply means that the county will not, if you've got some uh, otherwise law-abiding family, a mom and a dad who have come here illegally and they have a little baby and a seven-year-old girl, that uh, that sanctuary city status means that, that local law enforcement won't raid their home and then call ICE and have them deported. That's not what sanctuary city status is. What happens in a sanctuary city or if you have... Uh, you know, a jail that is considered a sanctuary city jail. If there is an individual that is in this country illegally and they are arrested for some sort of crime, rape, child molestation, drunk driving, domestic abuse, and they are either in in you know they, they are in prison and then they they get out early or they get out or they are uh, currently serving, but they're on, on bond, whatever the situation may be, there's always this standing request that you let ICE know, hey, we have somebody here that's illegal. That way, when the individual, instead of being let back out on the streets, they can uh, capture them, take them into custody, and begin deportation proceedings. What a sanctuary city does is refuse 
to let immigration know whenever an illegal who has either been convicted of a crime or is facing criminal uh, charges and, and a trial, uh, it, it, it hides them. It protects them from being reported. It refuses to let immigration know that this person is back out on the street. So sanctuary status is specifically protecting criminals outside of the illegality of coming here in the first place. Now, of course, what is ironic about this is the fact that this is always presented as somehow protecting the illegal immigrant community. But given that it is not uncommon for, particularly in cities, illegal immigrants to live in communities that are more close in terms of proximity. You know, they're not necessarily spread out. They, they, they have their own communities, if you will. And there is some sort of rapist or child molester or domestic abuser that is protected by sanctuary city status. And instead of being deported, they, are, they go right back into the, the local community, which is most likely their community, which are illegal aliens. So whom is it? in terms of population, that is most likely to suffer because of sanctuary city status. It's illegal immigrants, the ones who don't commit violent crimes, because they are the ones who are most likely to be victims of those individuals. This individual was not deported. Because of sanctuary city status, and a lot of people, they believe, that well, we're not a sanctuary city, so we don't have to worry about it. Well, there are three, there are three people murdered in Springfield. Not because we're a sanctuary city, but because of the sanctuary city status in Middlesex County, New Jersey. The reason that individual was in Springfield and then subsequently murdered three people was because of the sanctuary policy in Middlesex County that refused to let ICE know this individual is back out there so that they could uh, um, get him and begin deportation proceedings. And I think it's very important for people to understand, while the news leader explained the, explained the circumstances, they, they did not inform their readers, and that's shocking, that this is what happens with sanctuary status. In fact, there was a Breitbart piece uh, from August 16th, Wilcox, America's 10 Most Dangerous Sanctuary Cities. Middlesex County, New Jersey, was listed number nine out of the top ten in the country. So don't, one, the reason I wanted to talk about this is so we understand what happened was a sanctuary city status situation. But secondly, just because we're not sanctuary city, that does not mean that cities that are sanctuary city, and there's cities that are run by Democrats to the left, 
do not, it doesn't mean that they don't have an impact on us because there are families here in the area that had their loved ones murdered because of that sanctuary city status all the way over in New Jersey. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. You know, we're just weeks away from Thanksgiving, which of course means for a lot of people after Halloween, that's when the Christmas lights start going up. Uh, Ozark Outdoor Lighting, they can do your Christmas lights for you. Whether you own a business, you want to have your home, you want to have the best looking Christmas lights on the block, perhaps you just like the what you consider more classy, just understated, have lights around the trim or of uh, you know your your rooftop, or you want to go full blown Griswold Christmas. They can do it for you. They measure and they customize lights. They create the light strands specifically for your home. Uh, this way, you don't have that light strand that goes from the corner of your guttering down to the window and then it goes down to the bushes no it is absolute professional they do professional tree wrapping of the trunks and the limbs if you want bushes uh light reeds garland bursts shimmering spheres you can change color from year to year with no additional charge 25 percent off the second year and for me well a couple of best parts one how great it looks two you have a bulb go out, you call them, they come change it right away. But thirdly, they take the stuff down after the holidays for you, and they store it for you. It's Ozark Outdoor Lighting. You can get in contact with them at OzarkOutdoorServices.com. That's OzarkOutdoorServices.com. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks. Home improvements becoming cloudy today. I have 62. Low of 41 tonight. Sunny 64 tomorrow. 50% chance for rain on Saturday with a high of 62. Cloudy Sunday 60. It would be really nice. I, I, this, I, don't, I guess this isn't a rule in journalism. It never will. I know it's not a rule. But I wonder how different things would be if, in journalism, someone were going to make accusations against someone who's running for public office. There was the requirement that they not be anonymous. Now, I'm talking specifically now, there's another, it's just amazing how Democrats have found someone else who anonymously is claiming that Herschel Walker paid for her abortion. And so that means Democrats could sh- or should control uh, the Senate. A woman who claims that she had a decade-long relationship with Georgia GOP Senate hopeful Herschel Walker claimed Wednesday that the football star pressured her to get an abortion in 1993. Quote, he encouraged me to have an abortion and gave me the money to do so, said the woman, who is identified as Jane Doe in a Zoom call with reporters. Now, I think that intelligent people can have a discussion as to whether or not an individual should get all of the coverage that she wants in in a political race that could alter the outcome of a political race while at the same time not wanting to reveal who she is. 
Now, we're not talking about someone who is the victim of a sexual crime, right? That's not what we're talking about here. We're not talking about someone who's claiming that she was raped. We're talking about someone who's claiming that Herschel Walker was involved with and paid for a legal procedure. I'm talking about from her standpoint. I understand the political implications of abortion and what they're trying to do here. But we're told that it's just some sort of procedure. I mean, if he paid for some woman's breast implants 20 years ago, would there be this uh, requirement of uh, anonymity for her personal privacy? I, I don't think so. But the left wants us to believe it's just some simple medical procedure. Uh, why all the need for secrecy? The problem from just an objective perspective of having an anonymous person make an accusation like this is there's no way for the person who is accused to defend him or herself, whatever the accusation is. And to me, this is the journalistic component to it that is problematic. Is, is, is it ethical to broadcast accusations from someone when the subject of the accusations has absolutely no way to counter these things because he or she doesn't know whom it is that's making the accusations? Now, one could argue, well, he knows who it is. But we don't know that. That this is the problem with giving a megaphone to individuals like this. Now, of course, there's also the total and complete bias. I mean, we're, we're talking about a media that justifies not covering Hunter Biden because, well, he's not been arrested. This is one of the justifications of the son of the president of the United States who has emails and text messages talking about giving his father kickbacks for all the illegal dollars that he's taking. And when outlets are confronted with the fact that they covered it up during the campaign season, their justification was, well, he was never arrested, so it's not worthy of news. But on the other hand, they will allow a person to make accusations totally anonymous, totally anonymous, which makes it impossible for the accused to counter it. And they'll do it with just days before an election and while voting is underway. We all know that if this were a situation with Warnock, there's no way that the media would give a a, a platform to some anonymous individual to make accusations of, of, of this kind. And they would say, well, there's no proof, and, and uh, uh, without this person willing to identify themselves, it's not fair to the candidate because the candidate does not have the ability to, um, you know, to, to counter the arguments or to try and, and you know, provide evidence that indicates these things aren't true. It's why in our court of law you have the right to face your accuser that that entire premise is based on fairness 
is based on the ability of a person to to uh, you know have a a fair shake at defending themselves against someone who accuses them. But the Senate's up for grabs. Herschel Walker has been doing well in the polls. This is one of those seats that is instrumental in deciding which party is going to control the Senate. And so they're going to do everything under the sun they can in order to prevent this from happening. Prevent Republicans from getting the Senate. And if that means finding anonymous person after anonymous person to make these sorts of claims, then so be it. They are acting as if, this is another part of it that I, I find to be, well, it's dishonest. There's, there's some conflation going on here. The, the Washington Examiner reports the accuser, who met the football legend in the 80s and say the two continued an affair into the 90s, had voice recordings, hotel receipts, and a handwritten poem in which he allegedly declared his love. Well, what the hell does that have to do with abortion? Oh, oh, because someone has a love letter? Someone has a voicemail? I mean, now, if it's a voicemail or some sort of letter in which they're talking about the abortion and that can be proven that it was, you know, through voice authentication or through hand handwriting analysis that, yes, it was Herschel Walker, that that's a different story. But if they're simply saying, oh, look, we can prove through love letters they had a relationship, that doesn't mean that he paid for an abortion or encouraged her to get an abortion. It doesn't mean that he didn't, but this is yet again another one of these stories where you have a person who is making an accusation where thus far from the stories I've read, there's no proof of the accusation you know, uh, that indicate the accusation is true. I mean, there may be some proof that they had a relationship. And they're allowed to publicly broadcast, and of course this is national news, getting all sorts of coverage, and he has no ability to push back because he's not allowed to know who the accuser is. I would also just think, if the story is true as it's being told about the relationship itself, that they had a 10-year relationship. The way the Washington Examiner story, and Gloria Allred is the one who's the, the attorney for this person. But she she says that um, it, it was like a decade long relationship that, uh, you know, they, there was talk about getting married, uh, that she would come like, you know, stay at his home. Uh, she said that she stayed in his house, was very devoted to Herschel. I, the way she makes it sound, they essentially were to some I mean, they were living as a couple, sometimes almost as a married couple. She said when Walker was traded to the Philadelphia Eagles, she would meet him at his games. Uh, I believe she talked about how he he met with her family, knew her family. You would think if that were true, everyone would have known about this relationship. It would not be a mysterious woman. I don't know how, if you were somebody particularly as they're trying to paint Herschel Walker as someone that had all sorts of girlfriends on the side. I mean, the way that they're portraying him, he's that big black man that's going around knocking up women and paying for abortions. By the way, why isn't this a racist thing also? 
stereotyping the black man, just going around getting women pregnant everywhere. Is that not what the media is doing? But if he did have, if that were the lifestyle that he were living, the fact that no one would be able to identify this woman, that no one would be able to you know, come out and say, well, I know who this is because this was a 10-year relationship and she was at the games all the time. Everyone knew it. Yet, amazingly enough, so far anyhow, it seems as if this he managed to keep this one totally secret. And, of course, the reason that she said she's coming forward now is because it has nothing to do with the election. No, 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 nothing to do with the election at all. It's just that she heard him deny that he had uh, paid for someone else's abortion, and she just, you know, that compelled her to come forward anonymously where no one, including Herschel Walker himself, could question the story. Now, I'm not here to argue that it didn't happen. I don't know. The problem is, the way that it's portrayed is you are supposed to believe, well, of course it happened. Because if one person accused him, well, but if two, it must be true. And and Herschel Walker's just like, that's what you're supposed to believe. But thus far, there's nothing about this that one can look at and say, well, that's proof that it, that it, it did happen at least from the information that's been released thus far. Springfield's Talk 1041, I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. American Transmissions, Talk and Text Line 447-KSGF. Floors Plus in Nixa, Floors Plus in Springfield. Three-step process. You pick the flooring, they measure, give you a price, and then you schedule the installation date. It is that easy. I did it a little out of order. Uh, I had them come do the measuring, and then that way, and you could do that as well. Uh, then I went to the Springfield showroom floor, and the the pricing was very transparent. I could do the math myself, and, and so I would know um, what it is that I was looking at. It helped us make decisions. Luxury vinyl planking, wood flooring, ceramic tile carpet. And if you have not really looked at flooring in some time, it's weird to say the technological advancements have made such improvements, not just when it comes to care of the product, but the visuals of the product. Um, uh, there there have been a tremendous amount of changes over time. And so I recommend that you stop by the, the folks that work with Floors Plus or at Floors Plus. They're very knowledgeable about the product lines, and, and so they can answer any questions for you like they did us. Floors Plus in Nixa and Springfield. L- let me tell you one of the reasons that I have a problem with the whole Herschel Walker deal and the accusations that he had a, that he paid for a girlfriend and now two and you got another anonymous woman making the claim that that he also paid for her to have an abortion when it boils down to it you know what this is about this is about democrats telling you you can't vote for this person this this is an effort by democrats politically and in the media once again telling republicans who they can and cannot vote for uh, they they do this every time there is some sort of election of consequence. They did it with Trump. The whole Billy Bush tape. That was all, remember all of the, how can Christians vote for someone like this? 
How can Republicans who talk about family values and morals vote for so you can't vote for him? You're, you, you can't do this. You're, you're not supposed to do this. Now, of course, they can because they're like, well, we don't really have any morals. So, you know, we don't claim family values. I actually had a Democrat say that to me once. He's like, well, we don't say we're moral. Oh, well, all right. I suppose <laughs> at least you're being honest. You know, abortion, it's something Democrats brag about. They make T-shirts about it. So, you know, the the act itself, they have no problem with whatsoever. That's not what this is about. This is about them telling you who, and I say you, of course, Herschel Walker, that race isn't here. But but this is a pattern with them. You can't vote for this person because of this. You can't vote for that person. Well, here, how about this? Go to hell. You don't get to tell me what it is that, you know, I or how it is I decide to vote for somebody. You decide whom it is you're going to vote for. I'm going to decide whom it is that I'm going to vote for. You don't get to tell you don't get to define for me what candidates I get to pick. You don't get to tell me, "Oh, you can't support this person because of that." And that's what they're doing right now down in Georgia. Well, you can't vote for Herschel Walker because he allegedly paid for an abortion. Let's say it's true for him. Let's say he's even lying about it. We're talking about potentially the future of the United States Senate. We're talking, I mean, you want to talk, we are a country that is possibly on the brink of nuclear war with Russia, throw China in there, and the other, just the these amazing alliances that Biden seems to be forming, not for the better, between Iran, but Iran and Venezuela, by the way, are buddying up now, or is it Saudi Arabia and Venezuela? All these, he's creating these alliances that are bad for the world. Potential Supreme Court justice uh, uh, situations that we're looking at. I mean, in the next couple of years, we could have justices that either resign or die, which means that if Biden makes another appointment, I mean, look at how nutty the last one was. It was a woman who couldn't even identify a woman. We're talking about the direction of the country. We're talking about the potential, uh, I mean, the, the implications Of the direction for the country based on which party controls the Senate is potentially incomprehensible. Oh, but see, we're supposed to say, let's keep going the direction that we're going because Herschel Walker has an anonymous person claiming he paid for an abortion a couple decades ago. I believe that most people have gotten to the point in which they, one, see this for what it is, but two, they are tired of the media and the Democrat Party dictating to them whom it is that they can vote for based on the parameters that they dictate. A traffic update now. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. 
We got a Heroes Breakfast tomorrow at Scramblers, Delta Roofing, Serenity Honors, Air Services, Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electrical, along with Scramblers, buying breakfast for veterans tomorrow morning as we broadcast live. Uh, Republic Road and National from 6A to 9A. Uh, one of the great things, they're always very busy mornings, and, and we focus a lot on a number of different uh, military and veteran events that are going on in the area uh, on those days. And then, of course, we uh, always have a number of our crew. I know um, Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. Unless uh, a closing or something pops up, she'll be joining us. And I always encourage you uh, to come out and visit with her and to talk with her. If you have any questions about buying a home or selling a home. Uh, a lot of folks, you, you know, you, you think about it. It's in the back of your mind. It's one of those things that uh, you plan on doing one day, but not necessarily right away. And, and you just don't think it's uh, worth the time of, of uh, somebody in the real estate industry to talk with you uh, because you're not planning on doing it right now. You don't have to worry about that with Emily Johnson of House Theory Realty. Um, you know, this is who she is. It's what she does. And she loves helping people out, whether you are buying or selling. Any questions you may have. And like I said, of course, you can always reach out to her. Her contact info uh, is on her Facebook page and, and under Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com. But but come out to these breakfasts on Fridays, and uh, there's a good chance that you'll get a chance to, to visit with her and ask her any questions that you may have. That's Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. Coming up, Christy Fulnecki in the upcoming hour. Um, couple of things that, um, well, I don't want to set up some of the stuff that we are going to talk about and then not end up talking about it. But I do before the end of the show. It, it, it's not going to take too terribly long. One of the things Democrats are running around, they're trying to claim that Biden has uh, slashed the deficit. This, as usual, is total BS. It has nothing to do with him whatsoever. The deficit reduction is because all of that COVID money is not being spent any longer. It had nothing to do with him. News in 60 